Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland Live React, Insta React edition of the show. Tonight with the Browns Wire gang, the managing editor of the Browns Wire, Jeff Risden, uh, waving at you furiously right now. And uh, below us, Josh Keatley, also from the Browns Wire, where I also write as well. Thanks for tuning in as we have, uh, the Browns have picked at pick 26. Uh, they got there with pretty much a lot of the guys that we wanted them to see them on the board. They had a, a number of options. Uh, I'm happy to see them go cornerback. I, I thought cornerback was by far their biggest need. Uh, I liked Newsom a lot. Didn't think he would be there at 26. So I was happy to see them come away with Newsom. Jeff, your thoughts uh, immediately on the pick of Greg Newsom. You know, I, I really liked it. He was my number three corner. Uh, I liked him a lot. He was after, you know, Jace Horn, J.C. Horn and, and Patrick Sertan. And remember, there was a lot of talk this week about possibly trading up for Horn. Uh, they clearly didn't. I mean, they went. They went. I believe eight and nine, back to back. So that would have been a major jump. So being able to get him where they got him is it, just great. Uh, we heard all of us heard early on in the process that that Newsom was the guy that they were they were looking at, and yes. uh, they 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 stayed patient. They stayed true to their board, and they got a guy who can start at outside corner right away if Greedy Williams isn't ready to go. And he might, in my opinion, he's better than Greedy. Even if they're they're both there together, it's it's a very smart pick. I, I love it. He's, he's a great player, very very savvy in coverage. He's one of those guys. He looks like he's like thinking ahead. He can he can anticipate what the receiver is going to do really really well. I love that. Didn't make a lot of plays at Northwestern, but it's one of those deals where he doesn't give them up either. And uh, I, I think when you're going to be in the situation that the Browns are, where the other team's going to be throwing at you. 40 times a game because they're going to be coming from behind because the Browns offense is a juggernaut. That's it, he's a great fit for that. Yeah. Now, uh, Josh, <clears throat> you, uh, you, you don't mind the positional pick as well, but you had, uh, you would have liked to see them take Samuel over uh, Newsom, correct? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. I'm more of an Asante Samuel guy. I mean, I know that he is, he is, he has his limitations are with his size. Newsom has no, physical limitations he fits the cb1 what you want with that i agree with everything jeff is saying about his talent the problem i have with him is he's been hurt he only has 18 starts to his name and those starts aren't against great talent like i talked about before the show he didn't face off against rondell moore he didn't face off against chris Olave. the big Ten's been down recently so there's that's really it and i he just didn't he didn't show me anything asante samuel again i know he's got size limitations but he's very athletic you know, he's got some more starts under his belt. You know, the ACC is just as good as the Big Ten as far as wide receiver talent goes. I mean, that's just probably – that's where I would have gone. You know, there's some other guys on the board that I, that I like. You know, Gregory Rousseau is still there, although most people hate him. Uh, Jeremiah Wusakoramora was still there. Uh, Rashad Bateman was still there. You know, I thought maybe you could have sat and waited for Newsom, but – Yeah, yeah, I mean uh... – I'm happy with the cornerback pick because I see it as by far their biggest need, right? And I was a little concerned when Barry spoke the other day and he was talking about years down the line that they were really just going to kind of not focus on that. But with Newsom there, it really allowed them to take someone appropriate at 26 that he's probably really high on their board and address that needed corner because after 
Greedy and Denzel, who are both, let's be real, are both question marks about games played, right? And Troy Hill, who who adds to the depth a little bit because he can go in and out. Uh, you don't really have anything on the team. You're, you're going back to MJ Stewart and those guys, right? And, and you needed to add, yeah, you needed to add to depth on this team. And, and really, I don't trust the fat greedy's situation really either. Uh, to me, he's just kind of penciled in over there. This gives you a guy that can go compete with him, maybe even win the job over him as the outside corner and really add some good depth. You know, he's, he's what I like about him the most guys is that he can play man. He's shown the ability at Northwestern to play a ton of zone. They do. They played a ton of cover three, a ton of cover four. He fits right into what the Browns want to do scheme wise. Uh, he can flat foot everything. He's got greasy hips. He can put his foot in the ground. He's physical. He can go tackle. I like all of that stuff off of him uh, as far as the film aspect of it goes. Uh, I think that he uh, is is right up there with the, the top-tier guys in this draft as far as the cornerback goes. The only thing out there – so there, let's talk about this. JOK was on the board. Was there anybody you would rather have seen them to take? Do you question the not taking uh, a Koromoa? I mean, that guy's—he he would have been really nice in the middle of that defense because he can play—he can play the the hybrid linebacker safety role where they can play the the it can be the heavy nickel if they're doing the the four one six defense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that 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 is up to eleven when they have three safeties <laughs> and three cornerbacks on the field, and he could he could double like if they if they you know flex a, a, a second tight end in. He's okay. Then you just kick him up the linebacker a little bit. Uh, the worry that I have with guys like that is they have to find one position first. You saw what what happened with Arizona and Isaiah Simmons last year. They're like, dude can play eight positions. Well, he can't actually play one. You ask him to play one first, and then then build off that. They didn't do that, um, and, and that that's a danger when you have a guy that's versatile like that. And I. Not that I don't trust that, that Joe Woods and, and Kevin Stefanski would figure that out, but there, there's some there's some risk there. Uh, I do think that they, their prioritization on the outside and, and sort of building on the outside in, it kind of makes sense because you're, you're going to give those bigger plays up on the outside, and that, that's where they, they it's where they had trouble last year. Um, we all love Money Mitchell, but he had limitations, and uh, certainly you know, the, the, the not having the safeties to be able to get over the top, and that, that they fixed that. So I, I think they addressed their biggest primary weakness on defense, which was being able to defend the deep outside third of the field. They've, they've done a very good job of doing that, and Newsom's a part of that. So would would JOK have done that? He, he certainly would have helped the you know picking off crossers to, to tight ends and, and running backs out of the backfield, and that that's still a need. He's, he, hopefully you can get a guy like that tomorrow. You know, that's that has to be the hope. <laughs> yeah. You, you wonder, before I go to you on this, Josh, uh, I, I wonder with him, and we've seen it hurt people in the past, I mean, he's a really great player and everything, but his lack of positional, you know, play hurts him a little bit because you really have to plan out how you're going to use him and have a plan for him. Is he going to gain weight, lose weight? Do you want to play him here, there, or the other place? So his lack of having actual like one position that you can throw him to may have hurt his draft stock a little bit. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, Thoughts I, I, on Jay, okay. I, I would agree with that. That's obviously what's happened while we're seeing him fall. I do think he's a playmaker. I really, really, really like Joe Woods. I think he is probably one of the I think he I think he's one of the better defense coordinators in the NFL. He just needs talent. There, and I think he would be able to utilize a playmaker like that 
really effectively, kind of like you see with Tyron Matthew, uh, you know, uh, Buchanan. Like, there's there's guys out there that have been successful playing that role. I know the Cardinals aren't the best example, right? Even with Hassan Reddick, that took him forever to figure out how to use <laughs> yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. But I, I feel like I feel like if anybody's going to do it, Joe Woods would be able to do it. And if he can't figure it out with them, maybe that's a sign that Joe Woods isn't the guy. So, I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I really like Owusu. I think he does a lot of things, and he fills a couple of different needs rather than just one. That's probably where I would have gone. Yeah. Okay. He, he's still out there, too, after a couple of more yeah. picks have gone off the board. He's, he's still sitting there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so where are we at on that? Do you have an update, Je- uh, Jeff, on that? Uh, I just uh, saw that the, the, the Packers took Eric Stokes, the cornerback, out of Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Who, who was the guy that I thought that the Browns would fall back Two, if if Newsom wasn't there and if a guy like Rashad Bateman wasn't there, because I, I know they did like Rashad Bateman at wide receiver, uh, and he was still on the board, but they, they clearly prioritized defense over offense and, and probably rightly so. Um, Brad, you you've railed recently about how how understated the need at cornerback is, and I agree with you that it, it, it's something that they had to get better at, uh, and they they did that. But yeah, so so Soaks made a lot of sense. He's a good player. Uh, he's gonna he's a good do well in Green Bay too, and he would have been fine in Cleveland. I would have been happy mm-hmm. with that. But uh, New, Newsom's a little bit better, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm, I'm, guys, I'm really excited. I'm wearing a purple sweatshirt just out of complete coincidence. Yeah, North absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I have he's, to. He's a home run pick for me, man. I, I really like it. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I'm thrilled with it. I was thrilled that he was on the board. And I kind of said, as soon as he was there at 26, I was like, just take Newsom, just take him, take him, take him. Uh, and uh, that's kind of how I felt about it. It's interesting you mentioned Stokes because I'm like my draft crush this year is Tyson Campbell. I've mentioned this a number of times. So yeah. I really like the other Georgia corner better. <laughs> I think he's, uh, you know, he's 6'2", bigger. I think he's a freak athlete, uh, yeah. comes up in tackles. And they would put him on the likes of Ch- Chase and Smith. And he was the one that guarded all the elite guys. So it's interesting they took Stokes. Uh, I think Campbell's the better guy out there. But um, let's talk. Let's go AFC North overall real quick. Let's go back to the Bengals pick early on. They have the chance to probably do what I think was the right thing and take the guy to protect Joe Burrow, but they go get Jamar Chase. Thoughts on that, Josh? I would have definitely taken Sewell. I've had conversations. I've been getting beat up on Twitter due to all the analytics people saying to take Chase and the new <laughs> off-the-line coach, yada, yada, yada. I don't care. I would have taken Sewell 100 times out of 100 times. I agree. That said, Jamar Chase is a problem. It's not like they reached down for one of the 150-pound receivers. I think that there is a drop-down from Chase. So I'm fine with it, but you have to have a plan. Sewell didn't take a plan. He's plug-and-play. He's the dude. He's a god. There you go. But, again, I don't think Chase is a bad pick, and I think he's going to be a problem for Cleveland. I just would have taken Sewell. Yeah, and it's not like they're – I guess my question is, I mean, they have some good receivers already. It's not like they really are lacking for weapons on the outside, I guess would be my main point. Jeff, where do you come out yeah. on this? Yeah, so um, I, I'm happy – well, so so as you guys know, I, I cover the Lions. I am a Lions fan. Yes. Uh, and and the, the <laughs> Lions were taking the player that the Bengals didn't take there out of the two that Josh mentioned. And, and the Lions wound up with Panay Sewell. And while I'm not thrilled that they, they went there, he, he's a very good pick and a very good player. And he would have been a better pick for – see, there's a whole conundrum of if you have all this time but nobody to throw to versus if you have all these guys to throw to but no time. Yeah. And yeah. the Bengals have gone much, much more towards the latter. 
I mean, the, 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 God help them if they think Riley Reef is going to. I mean, he's better than Bobby Hart, but um, Josh is better than Bobby Hart. So I, I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, they, they, I want to see what they follow it up with tomorrow night. They've got to get at least one more offensive lineman. Uh, based on the way that the board's fallen, though, I mean, Tevin Jenkins could still be there for him. You know that he's yeah, he's yeah. still out it there. It may they're, work they're, out. There's there's talent. I mean, the Raiders did what they 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 always do. They they reached for a guy like Alex no. Leatherwood, who who is who I had the Bengals taking in the second round of my mock draft. It didn't unbelievable. Didn't so I, I'm uh, I from a Browns perspective, it sort of makes sense even more. It, it sort of reemphasizes why you take a guy like Greg Newsom. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, those guys can play. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 not bereft of receiving talent. They're gonna they're gonna spread you out and attack you, and uh, hope that their line holds up. And if if you can cover that, that just gives Miles Garrett that much more time to get there. It gives you know whoever they take tomorrow to, to rush the passer. You know, it, so, it, it could even get Jadavion and Clowney to have enough time to, to actually finish a sack, which would be wonderful. So yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> no, <laughs> a little snarky. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, valid point, uh, though, and, and if you attach that as well, so let's say uh, the Bengals take Jamar Chase, and then we find out that Baltimore just took Rashad Bateman, and the Browns don't take it a did. corner at 26, right? What are we saying now? Like, holy crap, right? Uh, you know, and it, we have to answer it at some point. Now, you can turn around and take one at 59, and there's probably st- the corner class is, is deep, but I would like to see them take two corners in this draft. I think you have to find your nickel backup somewhere. Uh, a backup for Troy Hill as well. I think there's guys like Ambry Thomas, Ambry Thomas and Thomas, yep. uh, the, the kid from Oregon. There's a number of nickel corners that you can get in the third, fourth, fifth round that you, I think you can bring in and are better what they have than what they have on the roster right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go corner again in this draft. Thoughts on that? Go ahead, Josh. Josh. Um, yeah, I, I would be surprised either, especially when we talk about how deep this class is. A lot of these guys, I think some of them, some somebody's got to fall. You know, Samuel's still there. Elijah Molden's still there. That's a guy who I think has a yeah, lot of talent. Yeah, he can play. Yeah, He'd uh, be Mellon, great in the slot, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I gave him a second-round grade. I gave Mellon Fondle out of Syracuse a second-round grade. That's another big wide, big cornerback, big physical cornerback that can fit opposite of Greg Ward. Maybe then you move Newsom to the slot. Sean Wade's a guy that's not great, but as a second-round pick or a third-round pick, I don't think he's terrible, and he does play slot effectively. People yes. forget how effective he was at the slot corner. He last just can't year. play outside. <laughs> yeah, but that but with the Browns don't need it. The Browns don't need that at this point. So I, I have no problem with them taking another cornerback. I think there's a there's a ton of guys there. Paulson Adebo's another physical guy uh, that's probably going to be there a little later. Kerry Vincent's another super athletic guy that maybe didn't put it all together. That's going to be even later. Yeah. You know the list is on gambler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're looking for a playmaker, that's Vincent. He's gonna he's gonna pick off six, but he's also gonna give up six touchdowns. So just as we're <laughs> as we're talking here, the uh, the Bills just took Greg Rousseau. So did they really? Okay, they did. Okay, yeah. And uh, also in there. between there, so so we'll recap real quick here. After after the Browns pick twenty seven, the Ravens took Rashad Bateman. Twenty eight, the Saints took Peyton Turner, a guy that a lot of us had our eyes on tomorrow night for Cleveland. Uh, they they took him tonight. Uh, Eric Stokes at 29 to Green Bay and Greg Rousseau number 30 to Buffalo and Baltimore is currently on the clock. Baltimore and Tampa Bay left here tonight. Uh, so the other team in the AFC North, as we talked about what the Ravens and the Bengals did is the Steelers and the Steelers were sitting there with the same kind of predicament 
chicken or egg type scenario? Yep. Should they go offensive line or should they go running back? I cheered almost out loud when they went running back. Please, Pittsburgh, take running back in the first round of the draft. We know how well that works out so often. Uh, they go Najee Harris, <laughs> who is a great athlete, but I think is the wrong pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my personal opinion. Happy to see that. Loved the scene in Cleveland, by the way. The booing of the Pittsburgh pick was fantastic. It was loud. It was glorious. Yeah. It, it was awesome. And uh, and by the way, Cleveland has done a great job tonight. They've looked. The stage has looked great. The music has been great. It's been a laid back atmosphere. At least NFL Networks coverage was uh, was halfway decent. I, I don't watch ESPN anymore. But uh, go ahead, uh, Jeff. What thoughts on uh, Pittsburgh and and basically what you saw from Cleveland tonight? Yeah. Um, so. I, I knew that they were taking Najee Harris. That was one of those that I wrote down in pen in the mock draft a long time ago. I nailed it tonight on the final mocks. Boom. I'm happy about that. It was very predictable. It was, it was something that, uh, so, so my boss at, at Brown's wire is a sealers guy. Uh, and he, he tweeted it out. He said, <laughs> welcome to Pittsburgh, Najee Harris. It's not you. and he's right on um Najee Harris he's a talented player but they're just not going to get the 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 return bang for their buck on that until they upgrade their offensive line that look look how much better Nick Chubb was even after just adding Jack Conklin I mean he was already great but Mm -hmm. but that really took it to another level and how Wyatt Teller really took off you know that 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 the running game is so dependent on having good good offensive line that fits together and works well with your running back. I mean, they, they're, uh, they got the cart before the horse, you know, now they got to go find some horses to, to pull that. I mean, their, their offensive line is, it's rough guys. And that's, yep. yeah. Good news for Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. That's very good news. for yeah. Cleveland. So, so, so let me, let me, t- let me talk. About, I, I was down in Cleveland today. I went downtown. I uh, did okay. the draft. Did the draft experience. It was super cold. It was wet. It was <laughs> miserable weather. <laughs> but it was. My socks, my socks still aren't dry. Uh, I, I stayed down there. I was down there from, I got there about 1230. I stayed until about 530. Um, I had to get back here. I'm, I'm at my parents' house outside of Cleveland um, doing a ton of writing today. So I just can't do it out in the rain and the wind. Uh, <laughs> and I, I've done the media center at the draft before. And it's a lot easier to work from home. So I packed up my bags and came home. But yeah, it's uh, it was really cool. Uh, there were fans from all over the place. Everybody was really like welcoming and accommodating. They did a really good job. There was a weird amount of Seahawks fans in town. Um, <laughs> oddly, I did not see many Steelers fans. And I mean, Pittsburgh's not that far away. Uh, no. they, they they did they didn't represent today. Not not there there were more there were more Chargers and Rams fans than there were Steelers fans milling around Cleveland today. Yeah, they, how they've done, they've done how are they going to come show up after the end of last season? I mean, I don't think they wanted to show their face in Cleveland after the end of the way season. They beat them twice you know, in a it, row. The, just, just how like I don't know. It, it's almost the way that that like Michigan used to be with Ohio State back in the '90s, back when they were beating John Cooper's good teams every year, and and they just got like like bored with slapping you around. Um, that the, the Steelers got that way with Cleveland, and now now that the, the table has turned, and it's going to keep turning because I don't I don't, I don't think any of us think that the Steelers are, are winning second place next year in this division, or Mm-mm. they're certainly not winning first. I, I think it's Cleveland and Baltimore, um, and they're a lot closer to Cincinnati than they are to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 
it, it's it's time for the comeuppance, and I'm glad to see it. Yeah, but it, it, the, the downtown looked great. It was clean. There were volunteers everywhere. They're very helpful. Um, they were a little zealous on the mask thing, but it, you got to do what you got to do, man. They, to, to pull off an event like this, I get it. Uh, so I, I, I wore my mask, even though I'm vaccinated. It was it was it was fine. Um, you know, they, they did a great job. You know, getting getting everybody where they needed to go and making it as comfortable as possible on a truly miserable weather day. It was rough. It wasn't as bad. So I was in Chicago in 2016. The Saturday there, uh, it was 33 degrees and sleeting sideways into uh. the selection square area. That was just that's that's the coldest I've ever been. And we sat there for five hours and they didn't have food. <laughs> that was, oh that was awful. They, they've learned from that mistake. It's much, much better in Cleveland. Yeah, so uh, as far as the the Cleveland, um, the whole experience goes, the the weather was rough and everything. But tonight it seemed to clear up. I mean, everybody was happy. It's you know the, yeah. the house the house band was loud. I mean, they had the guys laughing on the stage. They were you know Goodell was up there singing uh, yep. Sweet Caroline and stuff. So <laughs> it was kind of a light mood, light mood, uh, and uh, I thought it was uh, well represented. Pretty cool. They put the. Uh, each team on the the building there and lit it up for each uh, pick. That was pretty sweet. So, uh, Josh, thoughts on the Steelers pick and uh, on what you saw from uh, the stage and everything tonight? I'm I'm shocked if that was like an automatic write in because I I I put an offensive tackle in my mock draft. I thought that that would be yeah. the definite way to go. I mean, running back the running backs aren't great, but that's not the issue with their offense. So that's not and it's not going to help. And Najee Harris, he's great. I gave him a first round grade. I think he's he's good. But he they, that's also the running back between the two top dogs between him and Etn. That's also the running back that most fits what they already had. So it's like I don't really. You just got an upgraded version yeah. of what you already. You didn't add in a dimension like you pop. I may have been able to justify Etn in my mind because he does add a little bit of extra umph to maybe your stagnant yeah. offense. Yeah, he but gives you more in the receiving game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, how you pass up on, I, I mean, you know, Eichenberg was still there, Jalen Mayfield was still there, Taven Jenkins was still there, and none of those guys were reaches at this point. I, I was shocked by it. Yeah, I, yeah, that that, that would have made more sense. The, the Ravens pick is in, so I'm, I'm looking over here to see what they do. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I, I didn't I was get a chance to go to too. the draft. I didn't get a chance to go to the draft this year. I was at that Chicago draft the year Jeff is talking about. And yeah. it was so bad that they did like a meet and greet and they shut like it was like uh it was like Brian Erlacher and like Lance Briggs were doing like a meet and greet. Yeah. And it was so you bad know? that they, they closed up shop after like twenty minutes. They were yeah. like, now nah, we're going home. So that was that was one of the first years where they did Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Thursday yeah. it was it was perfect. It was like eighty five degrees <laughs> and then it all went yeah. to hell. <laughs> sort of like this Rough. week. I mean Tuesday Tuesday up here in Cleveland was great. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah. so we're waiting on the Baltimore yeah, second Baltimore, pick Baltimore here. They're on the clock. And then we're going to real quick just take a look at best available as we go into tomorrow. Day two, Browns with three picks. They'll be picking at 59, 89, and 91 unless they move around. Potential here to move back up and get somebody they like, you guys think, in the second round? This seems like the sweet spot. Uh, if we know If we know anything from Barry, he did this last year, right? Didn't he move up in the second round to get... Delp it. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember. That sounds right. So it, it wouldn't surprise me. They have the, those two third-round picks. I don't think they're making both of those. I think they're packaging 
either those two together and moving up or packaging one with 59, 59, right? It's more, yeah. And moving up from that and, and, you know, to, to target a player in the forties, you know, so, somebody in the, you know, 10 to 15 spots higher, that'll move you up there. That'll, that'll get it done. Uh, and I, I like that idea. I just spitballing who, who might be there. Uh, a guy like Elijah Moore makes a lot of sense. The wide receiver yeah. out of Ole Miss. Uh, there's some, there's some of the bigger receivers, uh, haven't necessarily come off yet. And I think Bateman's still, still out there. Let's, who, who did, who did Baltimore take? So they took Jason Owa. Oh, so okay. They, took Rashad, they finished Jason up the first Owe. round. With, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. For the defense yeah. from Penn state. And then they, t- they took Rashad. We talked about to take a Rashad Bateman earlier. And then like oh, you said, right. the bills took Rousseau. And then yeah. it looks like Tampa, the, uh, it says the pick is in. So God bless them. Cause it's after midnight. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. So it, as we look at for tomorrow and we, and we know, you know, Brown's got their outside corner, right? If you had a, a in, in a perfect world, Jeff, what would be your target here in the second round? Knowing that the sweet spot for this draft is kind of early second round. So say they were to go up and get somebody and you, and you can kind of look right now at best available, uh, if you yeah. guys look, yeah, I mean, it, Jared, there's a lot of players Oasis left. Oasis is still out there. Mm-hmm. You can still yes. get him. And, and you, can make, you can make the trade that I was just talking about to, to go up and get him. Uh, I yes. don't think he's going to last long. You know, no. he, he's there. Uh, who else is there? Let me, let me take Ojalari's a peek. Ojalari's still there. Ooh. Ojalari's still there. He's got that knee. See, I have gone back and forth on this. Ojolari is the more talented player, but he also has the knee injury. And at 240 pounds, I worry that he's a guy that's so reliant on being fast that if he gets like another knee issue, then that's a problem. And, and Osai is pretty good. Yeah, that, that pass rush there makes a lot of sense. You know, wide receiver, I think you can get better wide receivers later than you can get better edges, better yes. know, things like that. And yes. everything I heard, excuse me. In the last couple of days from talking to Browns people, they're going to take an offensive lineman. It might not be tomorrow, but it would be early on Saturday. Then They're, they're, they're taking somebody that can possibly play inside, uh, but also possibly be their swing tackle. Remember, Kendall Lamb's gone. Chris mm-hmm. Hubbard's yep. coming back off injury. They don't know what they have in Drew Forbes yet, if he's going to play tackle or guard. I think he's. I think they're probably penciling him at guard. So they, they need a young developmental tackle uh, to at least compete with Alex Taylor uh, who's, who's he's still got to gain some weight. Otherwise, he, he's just not going to cut it. So I, I look for that at some point in the next couple of days. Uh, just a real quick point, and then I'll let you talk on this for a minute here, Josh. Uh, but Barmore still on the board at defensive tackle, yeah. as well as, uh, I'll try to say his name properly, uh, Levi Onwuzarike from uh, Washington. He's off the yeah, board. It, he just he he got taken by Buffalo. Did he really? That's what that you I, told I, me. I, no, I, I thought Buffalo no? took Rousseau. They took Buffalo Rousseau. took Rousseau. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I read the wrong thing. Yeah. You're right. I apologize. Yes, yeah. yeah, so he's on the board. That's right. Yeah, I'm, no I'm, need I'm, to I'm apologize. <laughs> he's he's um, a guy like Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech is up in there too. He he belongs in that conversation as a defensive tackle. Yeah, so those ta- those kind those defensive tackles you we right now, I mean, the Browns kind of need a guy there potentially with, you know, depending on what happens uh, at that position. I mean, there's 
there's really nothing out on free agency unless it's Richardson coming back on a cheaper deal or like uh, I guess Hurst would be a guy that maybe but everybody else is over 30 and, and only played like you know 20 to 50 snaps in the last couple of years they're not very good players on, on the market to go get to fill that room do you look at that as a need at this point Jeff yeah just absolutely um, and I'm, I'm just looking at some of the other players who are still out there um, uh, Joe Tryon went 32nd to uh, Tampa Bay by the way to wrap up the first okay. round that was a guy that that I know the Browns had some interest in as well and was a, yes. a guy who could have possibly fallen to tomorrow. So you know, yep. he, he's off the board. But just look at, you know, that, that's – they can certainly use a defensive tackle. Uh, I don't think it's a priority for them. I think they're pretty happy with having Malik Jackson. And, and, okay. and, 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 and ugh, easy for me to say, Andrew Billings coming back. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm a big Billings fan. He, he, mm-hmm. I, I've always liked his game. Uh, I think he can do it. And that that's the kind of position where you can rotate a guy in every year. It's not overly scheme complex. You can find a free agent that, you, you know, keep building him on one-year deals and not commit a lot of money to it. That, that kind of seems to be the way that they're leaning on that. So if you draft a guy in, like, the fourth or fifth round, and, and there's dudes out there that can do that, I, th- I think that fits right in with it. Plus, you got you got Elliott from last year. He can he's got, he's got some things to prove, but he's, he's at least there. Yeah. He's, a, he's definitely a rotational piece. What are you looking for tomorrow, Josh, as you kind of look at best available here? Uh, I mean, there's some good – there's a bunch of good safeties still out there. There's a bunch of good uh, – there's some decent linebackers that oh, yeah. that you may want to take. Like, uh, you know, I'm interested in the, the Chaz Surratt kid from North Carolina. He seems like he would be a fit. Maybe even the kid from LSU again, Jabril Cox. Thoughts on uh, what you're looking for oh, yeah. tomorrow? He's still there well, too. I think we're all in agreement yeah. that Jeremiah Wusukormor is the dude. I mean, obviously, if by some miracle if he falls to Cleveland, I think that that's the move. I I I, I like Aziz Ojolari, but despite the medical concerns, I think if you look at him, he's I probably a top ten talent. And I mean, at some yes. at some point, you have to take the risk. So I feel like in the second round, it'd be worth it to me. You know, we talked about the interior defensive line. I'm a lot higher on Davian Nixon. Than Jeff is that's another guy we've talked about previously. I think he's got an insanely high ceiling. So I, I that's somebody I would roll the dice on. We talked about Christian Barrymore, a guy that was mocked consistently to Cleveland at 26. If you can get him in the second round, I think he's he's a, a guy that can play immediately. Um, and a wide receiver I would pretty much sell the farm for is Rondell Moore. I've liked him ever since he was a freshman at Purdue. Yeah. You know, I, I think he's he's entirely underrated because people look at his size, but he's not built like those other small receivers. I mean, he is a man. I mean, he is he is the strongest person in that Purdue weight room. And that goes that's including linebackers like Derek Barnes, who had an amazing pro day. I mean, he's benching and squatting. 400, 500 pounds. The dude's a man. So the size isn't a concern yeah. for me. I know he's got some injury history, but again, that's why he's falling to the second round. So that's probably where I'd be looking. I like Surratt too. I think there's a lot of potential there. I know he's overaged or he doesn't really fit the guardrails that everybody talks about, but he, I think yeah. he's got potential because he played quarterback for so long. You know, he, he's only played linebacker for three years. So I feel like there's some depth there. You know, there's something extra there. Jabril Cox, the same kind of with him, too. You're talking about a guy that played the FCS level for the first three years of his career. He, he's kind of, he relied purely on his athleticism. I think that that's a guy that's still kind of growing into who he is. So those probably, that's probably where I'd take a peek at. 
Yeah, Jabril Cox played another guy, a guy like uh, Owosu Koromoa played over 100 snaps in the slot from the linebacker position. You know, that's kind of probably what the Browns are looking for, you know, a guy that can cover more oh, yeah. than anything that can play yeah. linebacker. Absolutely. Right, Jeff? Yeah, um, absolutely. Wide receivers, obviously Moore is probably the top best guy on the board. You mentioned Rondell Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a guy that they had a visit with, we know for sure. Uh, and uh, they like, obviously, speed-wise. There's a ton of wide receivers I like in this draft as you go further in, and there's actually a lot of speed guys in this draft. The, the ideal yes. the ideal thing for me would be to get a guy that can maybe help now by adding speed to the room in the immediate, but maybe turn out to be maybe like a wide receiver two in a couple years. So, like, does that make sense? Like, somebody yeah. with the potential to be a, a, a really good wide receiver, but somebody that you can use kind of some gadget plays on with elite speed right now because the Browns do – they miss they, – they, that speed is an element they don't have in that room, really. Yeah. I mean, you, you sort of have it with DPJ, but he's got, he's got to be more consistent with his play. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I, I wonder how much they're trusting him to make a jump in the second year. You know, we'll yeah. we'll see on that. I know I know that there. I, I did see one receiver that I know that they have had at least some interest in, and it might just just be because he's from LSU and they they like all LSU players apparently. Uh, is Terrace Marshall <laughs> is still out there? <laughs> oh, I love him. He's he's a tremendous player. He he can do it all. He's a big he's a big time player. And uh, I I thought uh, I had read multiple places that Baltimore was really high on them. I think if if uh, well. Bateman was Bateman was gone, I think they were going to go there with 27 potentially uh, to get him as maybe their next wide receiver on the board. So he, he's up there at the top of depending on what you're looking for in your receiver. Um, final thoughts here from the first round Cleveland draft 2021 instant react show here with all eyes on Cleveland. We got the Browns wire gang all together here uh, with our fearless leader, Jeff Risden. Uh, any any final thoughts here uh, before we get out of here? Is it's past midnight now, uh, and, and we'll get this up on the page tomorrow, right, Jeff? And, Absolutely. Uh, so yep. Everybody you, can uh, yep. do that. Yeah, you hit tonight. it for me. We'll, we'll roll it in the morning. I, I will go to bed at some point. Um, I actually just got a notification <laughs> on my phone that uh, the Lions GM is doing a Zoom in ten minutes. Oh, <laughs> so, oh. good, good. My, my day never ends. Literally. Yes. Uh, no, I, yeah. I'm 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 thrilled with Greg Newsom. I, I'm. It's a really good pick. I didn't think he was going to be there. I mocked him to the Cardinals at 16. Uh, they they want to go in a different direction, and, and that that's Cleveland's benefit. They got – I know a player that they really liked throughout the scouting process. Uh, for them to st- sit pat, stay patient, and get a player that, that they really liked and that, that seems like a great fit, it, it, it's, a, it's a big, big win for Andrew Barry on a day where he – and his first daughter come into the world too. Uh, yeah. Think about the day that Andrew Barry has had. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Did you see him? They they showed him after he made the pick, and he just had a huge shit eating grin on his yeah. face and a big thumbs up, like <laughs> winner that's, today, that's buddy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for it, and I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's gonna be gonna be a fun. As Josh knows, Josh, Josh and I have worked together forever. He knows oh, yeah. that I love I love Saturday more than any other day of the year. I can't wait for that day, even though the Browns are. I guess they have they have picks in every round. Yeah, that's it, it'll be fun. They, and I I just hope that they don't make that that. The, 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 I think they have the third to last pick. I don't I don't want that. I don't want to wait that long. Get it over. Trade no. up. Trade up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Matter of fact, 
There was one year we were covering that we were covering them. Was it? This might have been back when we were writing about the Lions, but we thought yeah. we were done, and then someone traded back in. It was like yep. five picks up in the seventh round. Yeah. I remember. I remember yep. like, Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> That's brutal. Uh, Final thoughts from you, Josh, before we get out of here? Yeah, I think Newsom's a great, a good player. I think he, I, I, it's not the pick I would have made, but the draft is all about keep, the there's, everybody gets so locked into definites, this guy or this guy. It, it's best to just try to keep an open mind and understand what they're trying to do, right? I may have liked Samuel better, but I understand his limitations. I understand what, why Newsom may have been a better fit, right? So I'm not, I'm not you know, uh, in, as a Browns fan, you definitely got to get used to understanding why they're making decisions, right? Because I've been following them since the Brandon Whedon days, right? So, I mean, you, you just got to you gotta understand it, understand where they're coming from. I don't think it's a bad pick. I don't think it's a reach by any means. It's just something that I question. I think it's going to be a very good player i'm very happy i think there's a lot of talent left on the board so i'm looking forward to the the next couple of days that's where the draft is made is the middle rounds so if you can keep these guys on the roster because even if the first rounder sucks they're going to keep them for five years but can these guys are these guys going to stick or are they going to be like spurgeon <laughs> win and travis princess and out of the league in two years? Oh, oh, oh. nightmares bad words <laughs> bad words we'll have to bleep those names out uh, in editing. Uh, we're going to scare all the fans away. All right. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, awesome job, guys. You guys kill the coverage uh, on everything. Uh, tonight was a fun night, but we know the meat and potatoes comes tomorrow. Now, the last point that I'll make is one thing that we've heard consistently here, and we may see Barry try to do because we know he's, he's ahead of the curve on a lot of this stuff. At least it feels that way to me is that this class is thin on talent, uh, thin on high-end talent, and next year they're looking at like 300 to 350 draftable guys because of all the opt-outs, the extra year of eligibility. Next year is going to be loaded with talent. A lot of GMs are going to look to take extra picks and turn them into picks in 22. So don't be surprised if you see the Browns maybe take a third or a fourth, their extra fourth, and maybe turn it into a third or a fourth next year. I think that's something to keep an eye on because I think a lot of GMs will be doing that. Uh, so we're going to get up and out of here. Uh, maybe we'll do this again one more time this weekend at some point. I'll reach out to you guys, but we'll get this up tomorrow morning for everybody. Uh, this has been All Eyes on Cleveland. Instant React first round NFL Draft 2021 in Cleveland, Ohio with Josh Keatley and Jeff Risden of the Browns Wire. Thank you guys so much for Mikey on the ones and twos. That's it. We're out.